The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I just got heavier into the streets, in and out of jail my whole life, a habitual violent offender, or half dead in the hospital like five, six times, been shot at countless times. I've had bullets graze my head. I've had a gun jam in my face. Seen my friends die in front of me. I, I, I've seen it all. I've, I've been through it all. I've done it all. Hear the story of a notorious gang leader's radical encounter with God and his mission to reach out to others on the streets with the love of Christ, next on Life Today. Wonderful, wonderful people that you think, wow. I want to show you one of the baddest people that ever lived. One of the most dangerous people. One of the meanest people. Had meanness all over him. Deadly. Now, you're going to see that. But then I'm going to show you as great a miracle as I think you may have ever seen. Watch this for just a moment. I'm about to take you on a journey of my life in the real day county where most didn't make it. I had over 300 soldiers on deck, man, but most are gone. Dead on a prison, you know? This documentary is real life and the consequences of that gang life. Ever since the juvenile, I was in and out of jail, man. My life was hell. I almost died on many different occasions, but for some reason, I'm still here. I must be one of God's chosen because I'm alive and free. I must have been like 15 when he broke into the house when I came up on that camcorder. And even though it seems like I caught a lot on camera, it wasn't even 5% of what we really did on these streets. But I'm glad I caught some of these moments because if I didn't, no one would ever believe me, man. One day we all had a talk amongst each other and we decided to form Latin Syndicate. He had that mentality, man. He was a leader. I could see it in his eyes, man. I, I just see, he just, he's just cold, man. Lover was a, uh, a name that was well known in the street. When my daughter was born, I saw the meaning of life. I told myself I had to really slow down because I was really wilding out. I started bare knuckle fighting. It was the only way to make legit fast money, man. The crowd here at the Hard Rock Casino starting to Chant the name level. The raw talent on this kid is pretty clear. Yeah. And when I heard his voice that day, I knew, man, it was time to surrender. I gave it all up right then and there. I got on my knees and started crying out to God, man. I was the leader of, of one of the biggest gangs in Dade County, man. But now I put that gang in the grave, man. It's done. My mission in life is to keep going forth from hood to hood, prison to prison, project to project, building back the walls a whole brick by brick, line upon line, showing everyone that if God did this for me, he could do this for anybody, man. It don't matter where you came from, bro. This, how yeah, that's Renee. Renee Level Martinez is here. Does it does it does it hurt you some to look back and see how bad you hurt people? I mean, when I was fighting uh, professionally, 
Nah, but what I did in the streets, yeah, you know, it bothers me a lot, you know. You know, when I fought professional, I did it as a sport. And um, when I did it in the, in the streets, in the gang life, it was bad intentions. It was really, it was a dark world, so, but I can't take it back, you know. It made me who I am today, yeah. What could I do? You had 300 members of the Latin Syndicate there. You co-founded it in the uh, Miami area. And you all were very dangerous. And uh, you know you did go to prison. And you could have been there maybe your whole life. You talked about something beginning to happen inside when you had a, a child. Your childhood, your mother was a part of a satanic cult. Yeah. I think she kind of baptized you in blood. Yeah probably dedicated you to the devil. Yeah. It looked like you were well on your way to fulfilling that yeah. dedication. Yeah. Tell me about that childhood. How did it get so, you into this situation where you were, yeah, were really so, so dangerous? So, you know, when I was growing up, my dad wasn't there. He was very abusive with my mom. And my mom left him when I was about a year old. So my mom's dad was a high priest in the religion. He had just passed away, so she was very depressed because she was very close to her dad. And she started drinking alcohol, I mean, heavy, snorting cocaine, party lifestyle, uh, satanic rituals. I remember they was killing all these animals in the house one day. I must have been like five, six years old. And they're pouring the blood down the kids' heads. There was kids in the house. And they're killing chickens and they're pouring blood on their head. And I knew what was next. So I ran and hid under a couch. I was scared, man. <laughs> and I was scared. I remember they came and dragged me from my feet stuck me in the bathtub and there was a goat in there. And they sacrificed the goat and poured the blood down my head. And then they showered me like with some kind of perfume with flowers and, and man, immediately I started seeing demons. Like the next day, like they would call my name. They would hold me in my sleep. I would have horrible nightmares. I would hear people screaming in the house. And it was like, it was very scared. I was terrified to the point that I didn't want to be home. You know, because my mom was never home. If she was home, she was performing these rituals and they were having these parties where they said, oh, we're going to call the dead. And somebody will come and sit down and they say, and they would say, somebody from your ancestors is going to come possess this person and they're going to speak to you and speak life into you. But really, it's a lie. You know, it's a devil. It's a demon possessing that person. So that's all I ever saw. So by the time I was 9, 10 years old, I didn't want to be home, so I started hitting the streets. I lived in a gang-affiliated neighborhood by, by Kinlock Park in Miami. So I found family in the streets. You know, the older, older dudes in the neighborhood became my brothers. And that's how I grew up. So... As I got older, we started breaking into houses, uh, stealing cars. One night, I was 14, we stole a car, we went on this joyride, and cops started chasing us, and we're doing speeds of like 100. We're taking red lights, you know, we were just wilding out, you know, no mercy, like, phew, taking red lights, we just didn't want to get caught. Next thing you know, a guy goes to make a left turn, we hit him right on the driver door. I, I blacked out, I don't even remember the impact. I, I was comatose, the man died on the impact. My mom comes to the hospital. First time in her life, she prays to Jesus. She said, Jesus, Lord, I don't know if you're real, but if you're real, give me my son's life back and take everything from me. That's exactly what happened. I snapped up out the coma. I woke up and um, I woke up, all my bones were broken. I had pins hanging from my legs. Then after, after they took the pins out, they stuck me in a body cast, then from the body cast into a wheelchair. And then from the wheelchair, I had to know how to walk again. I had to, you know, go through therapy. And you would have thought I learned my lesson, right? <laughs> no, 
Got right back into the streets. I stole cars again. I broke into houses again. I didn't care. I got locked up for attempted murder at 16. Got sent to a juvenile facility. Got out of jail. Now me and my mom end up homeless. My mom got so depressed that she tries to kill herself one night. I found her half dead with a, with a bottle of pills next to her and her wrist slit open for the second time in my life. First time I was like 10 years old, so imagine what it did to my head. And that's one of the reasons I never did drugs. I said, I saw my mom doing drugs. I said, man, that's, that's weakness. And I, I always had this mentality that I wanted to be like a soldier. I wanted to be the hardest dude walking the streets. Like I had something to prove, you know? And man, it was just a long road to hell. It was a long road to hell, man. And, and um, so my mom tries to commit suicide. When she gets better, her and my aunt, they hadn't spoken in like eight years. They get reunited. They end up going to this church retreat. They go to this church retreat. I'm talking about, it was one weekend. My mom stopped smoking weed, snorting coke, alcohol out the window. And I'm talking about, I grew up seeing my mom drunk my whole youth. <laughs> I'm talking about, that's all I ever knew. So now she comes to me preaching this Jesus. So I'm like, oh, this lady's crazy. <laughs> this lady's crazy. So I'm like, man, what is this? So I, I would wake up. There was some nights I would wake up and I've had, have, I would have these little old ladies praying over me like prayer warriors. I wake up and I'm like, I run out the house to the point where I just moved out. And, and I just moved out the house and I just got heavier into the streets. In and out of jail my whole life, uh, habitual violent offender. Uh, I, I had all kind of charges, man. It's, a, it's only by the grace of God that I ain't doing life, man. And, you know, half dead in the hospital like five, six times, been shot at countless times. I've had bullets graze my head. I've had a gun jam in my face. Seen my friends die in front of me. I, I, I've seen it all. I've, I've been through it all. I've done it all. And it's only by the grace of God I'm here. And I remember that when my daughter was born, I said, man, I got to do something with my life. But I didn't know how to let that, that gang life go because like I said, that was my family. That's all I ever knew. So I didn't know how to let it go. So I was a good daddy to my daughter, but at the same time, I'm still gang affiliated. Like, so I'm a bad daddy because what if I get killed? What if I go to prison for life? Then who's gonna be there for my daughter? So I mean, I had to go through a lot of fire. So 2003, I ended up finding out about the bare knuckle fights. And uh, I started fighting bare knuckle and uh, one night, I walk into a church in 2003 because one of my homeboys invited me to church. And I was like, man, I'm not with that church stuff. And he's like, come on, let's just go one time. So I said, all right, I'll go one time. He finally convinced me. So as I'm sitting down, I'm listening to this pastor preach, and I felt God like just tugging at my heart. And next thing you know, he does the altar call, and my homeboy hits me in the shoulder. He's like, come on, let's go up there. So as I'm walking up, it's like something was leading me up there, right? <laughs> and, but I'm balling my fist up and I'm like clenching my teeth like this because I felt like I was gonna cry and I, I never cried in my life. I didn't cry when my dad died. I didn't cry when my friends died. I didn't cry for nothing ever. And that, that day, I felt like I was gonna cry. So I was just balling my fist up so hard and I'm like, I'm holding it. And I just broke down crying like a baby, like a baby. I cried for two days. For two whole days I cried, two whole days. And you know what? I ran away from God like four days later. And then I started doing the bare knuckle fights, like I said, I started doing the gangster music. And uh, my name got so big that 
they offered me a professional contract. I started fighting professional. And uh, then, then I made this rap label called 1219 Entertainment, trying to cover up the name of the gang, but it really it was gang affiliated. So it was all a lie from the enemy, because I said, oh, we are real gangsters, so we could really talk this gangster talk, because we live it, you know? <laughs> and, and it was all like a, a lie from the devil, man. And, and just like, I'm gonna fast forward all the way to that day, 2015. I'm in a studio, I'm writing gangster lyrics. And that demon that would haunt me my whole life, I would see him in the mirror. I, even when I would shave, I'd see him in my face. I've got held down by him. I've seen him in my dreams. Man, I felt that, that demon overshadow the whole premises. And I felt like death was in the room. And I felt like I was gonna die. I felt like God was calling me. And I heard God tell me, either you come to me now or I'm gonna take my edge of protection off of you. I spared you for such a time as this. And he, my whole life flashed before my eyes. I seen everything that happened to me in like five seconds. Everything. All the times I was half dead, but I'm still alive. All the times I was in jail, but I'm free. I'm not in prison. Man, I surrendered. I started to walk, trying to learn how to walk like a disciple of Christ. And I was still struggling with some things. And it wasn't until 2016 I met a man of God and he started opening the scriptures up to me because I hadn't even read the Bible. So he starts opening the scripts up to me and I'm reading. So now I started to read the Bible. I started to learn the word. And he goes, you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? I said, no. He said, I said, man, baptize me right now, April 10, 2016. <laughs> when I got in that water, I said, Lord, remove these things from me because I was struggling with some things. And I, I meant it from the bottom of my heart. And when I came out that water, man, a shift in my life happened. I promise you, it's like, it's like the old man stayed in that grave. Like that's death, burial, and resurrection for real. Mm -hmm. The old man stayed in that grave and the new creation rose. And the Bible says that those who have been baptized in Christ put on Christ. And I put Christ on. And I let them use me in a mighty way now. And I go forth from hood to hood, the projects, the prisons, the juvenile facilities. I'm a radical soldier for God. For real. I'm a radical soldier for God. So he's in Miami now. What's the website? Because I want all our viewers, I want them to start praying for you every day. I want them to write your name down in their Bible. Level, okay, Renee Level Martinez. I want them to write it down. Just you put Renee, put Level, whatever. That guy from the gangs in, in Miami. <laughs> Just write it down. I want you to pray for him every day. Take, say your website. My website, yeah, thewarriorlevel.com. Warrior, the warrior level. The warrior level .com. Yeah. All right. Now he's setting up a 501c3. What I want you to do, I want you to go on that website. I want you then to start praying with him. And when he gets where ministry can be there, by the way, some of you may say, I might be scared, but I think I'd like to go down there and help them. See, we ministered with what was called Sidewalk Sunday School in Miami for years. We had thousands of kids coming from the little areas and their lives were being changed. Wow. It was a marvelous thing. Yes. Who knows, some of the seeds sown then could have actually ultimately hit you. Praise but God. what you're doing right now, because you're going after the people that really the enemy has got to where they're in this horrible, deadly, depraved, defeated way. So I want you to really pray for them. I want you to go to that website, Ask God about supporting him and helping him. Do you all appreciate the testimony you just heard? <laughs> Renee, I told you when we were, were visiting, and I'm saying it to you again, I see Jesus in your countenance. I love you. I'm proud of you. Thank the you, minute sir. I saw you, I loved you. I know it's God. Praise and God. Let, let me, can I just pray with you right now? Yes, Lord, sir. 
<clears throat> I want you to take a level to a higher level. Lord, I want you to lift him up and just hold him so close to your heart that he feels your heartbeat. He knows what's on your heart, in your heart. He wants to fulfill your heart's desire, Jesus. And I want you to put your arms around him. I want you to shelter him and shield him. But I want you to let him go in there and pierce the darkness with your light and win the toughest impossible people yes, to Lord. faith in you, Jesus. Yes, I mean, I want you to use him to set not only the gangs there in Miami, but in all the cities that yes, you would Lord. see an awakening God come because of what you do right here yes, through Lord. Renee. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Make us all mighty warriors in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You're going to agree with us in prayer. Amen. You're going to stand with him. And all of you watching all over the world, I want you to pray for him. There's the website again. Write his name in your Bible. Put it on a prayer list. Get people praying for him. And I hope you will be able to post on your website testimonies of some things God is, yes, is doing. I pray God will send you somebody that'll help you with your website to know how to do it and don't charge him anything for it. Yes, sir. When you help him do it, give him some more money to help him do more, okay? Do it now. I'm trying to help him and you do what God wants to change people that many would say are impossible. So, buddy, I am so proud of you and so Thank grateful. You know, we, we try to get God's arms around people all over the world. Amen. And you know, you were, you were overlooked. You were, you were dynamic and everything's going on. Look like, you know, it's attention. They make movies about it. But what we find is Betty and I've gone over the world. We see little kids that nobody ever noticed. And a lot of them are sick. Yes. Some of them are hungry. They're starving. And when we find them, you know what Jesus said? You notice the least of these, the ones overlooked, the hungry, the naked, the ones that are in prison and bound and defeated. Yeah. And you reach out, he said, you're doing it to me. Praise when God. When you do it to the least of these. All of you, our viewers, have helped us help the least of these. And you tell us that you have no greater joy than doing that and that perhaps giving water, because if we give a well of water, a cup of water, it just keeps giving life. You give, Jesus said, you give a cup of water in my name, you don't lose your reward. The blessings of God are coming through your life to others. And even in that gesture alone, big blessings. Right now, would you give more than a cup of water? Would you give a well of water? Would you give tarted? I want you to listen right now. I want you to listen to the heart cry of a precious, precious grandmother. And know this, you are the absolute perfect answer to her heart cry. That's not an exaggeration. You're the miracle. Watch. Recorded history tells us one of the critical factors in determining where people decided to settle was access to water. That criteria is still used today. Unfortunately, for hundreds of thousands of people around the globe, this decision can have deadly consequences. Each day, as Antoinette returns to a small stream to collect water, it serves as a reminder of the deaths of her grandchildren. She told our team that one grandchild died at a clinic where she had taken him, and by the time she returned home, 
her other grandchild had died as well. The pain of losing her grandchildren once brought her thoughts of suicide, but somehow Antoinette is still able to hope for a better life. We can turn Antoinette's plea of if she can get clean water into when by drilling a well that provides her and her village the gift of life, fresh, clean drinking water. Can you imagine trying to save a child or a grandchild's life and then go back to find out that you lost the one at home that had been drinking contaminated water? I'm holding clean water right here. And uh, the words on this beautiful cup that we've given people through every season, he is faithful. How does God express his faithfulness? Through our faithfulness to him and our love. It's love that never fails. Do you know what the answer for that situation is that she was talking about? It's clean water. Jesus said, if you'll give a cup of water in my name, you won't lose your reward. You see, there's a phone number there on the screen. It's prayer line. Do you know that even now, while we're talking about saving lives, 80 to 85% of all calls that come in if there were a thousand calls that come on that line, 800, 850 of them would be, please pray for me, broken heart. That's what it's there for. But in this moment, I'm asking you to make it an answer to prayer line. Oh, people are going to keep calling because they need prayer because we want to pray for them. We love them. We care. So we share their burdens and we try to help them see their load lightened by God. But if you would right now make this an answer to prayer line, make it a lifeline and say, I'm not only going to give a cup of water in Jesus' name, we're going to help provide a well of water for that entire community. Did you know that a gift of $48 will give 10 people water the rest of their life? Where can you put $48 have more impact? $4,800 and we've given an entire community, entire village water for the rest of their life. That's amazing, isn't it? If you can give a water well, please do. Many people tell us it's the greatest joy of the entire year for them. For some, they say it's, it's a real effort, James, but it's a joyful effort. There's some who can even give more than a well, and we have those who'll do it. Thank God for that. Aren't you grateful? Answer to prayer. Whatever you can do, do it. You may say, James, I can't give the 48, but I can give 1,200 and pray three join me. Do it. Pray they join you. But you start the process. 2,400, pray one more joins you. We got another well. $48, 10 people water the rest of their life. Could you do that? Would you right now make the gift God puts on your heart? Please do it. The number there, just call it or go online. Take your bank card, use it like a check. If you write a check, call us and tell us what you're mailing in, but make the check to life. Thank you so much for doing it. You're becoming the miracle someone's heart longs for. You are becoming the answer to prayer. You're going on the answer to prayer line. You become the answer. 
Please do it right now. Go get that card and act now as God directs. Thank you. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a way for parents to save the lives of their children, to offer them a bright future free from the fear of death. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the Praying Grace 55-Day Devotional. This new devotional will help you renew your mind to the realities of God's grace and help you pray powerful grace-based prayers for each day. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Praying Grace Tumbler. This reusable 16-ounce container is constructed with insulated stainless steel, perfect for hot or cold beverages. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request the beautiful new commemorative bronze sculpture safe in the shepherd's arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Many of these precious children behind me have lost siblings, playmates to waterborne illnesses. We can stop that cycle of death. It's as simple as giving them a cup of clean drinking water. You know, each water well will serve about an average of 1,000 people. Look at all these kids behind me, man. We, we can reach into areas, this area and so many more just like it, and save thousands of lives just by giving them clean drinking water. I pray you'll do what you can right now. Go to the phone, go online, make the best gift you can. And when you do, know that you will be saving precious lives all around the world with water for life. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here with Betty thanking God for the fact you're going to give a cup of water. But I'm, I'm rejoicing. We've, we've, I don't think we've ever had a more powerful dynamic testimony of the impossible happening. And see, I think just the greatness of all of it, the magnitude of it is just getting started. And I just believe just enjoying that, that not only Miami, but that the gangs everywhere would have a head-on encounter with Jesus. Father, we just all join it and pray that. Thank you for it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing life today. Thanks for helping us give water. Would all of you here say thanks to Renee Lever Martinez. Praise God. Thank you for watching. Tell your friends to watch life today. It's worth the time.
There are going to be some people that God's going to say, you did exactly what I put you on earth for. Rare, medium, or done well. Governor Mike Huckabee, next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.